So you're really into luggage, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I am. I love so, a good bag. So why? 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 Why are you into luggage? I don't. I don't really know. I just always kind of. I feel like it's part of your outfit, so it's important. Genius. Yeah. Do you think? And, do you think though it's because you also like to travel? Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't yeah. like to travel, who gives a shit about luggage? Dude, right? I yeah. never in a million years would have thought of luggage being um, an accessory to your outfit. If oh. you travel a lot, then it is. Yeah. I'm going to step up my luggage game. Yeah. Uh, you, or step up your travel game first, then your luggage game. I will. Because <laughs> you got right. Because you got to have the travel game. It's important. Yeah, it is. You know, you got. It's like it's like luggage. Um, it's like you got to be. You got to learn how to play the drums before you. No. Have, you know, step up your drumming game. You know what I'm saying? Or your there's like two types of game. people though. There's there's the people who give a shit about luggage and like. You know, dress up to, like when I when I travel, I feel like I I want to be comfortable, but I also like, you know, I'll put on something like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people who full on just like go in pajamas. Oh, you right. know what I mean, like they're in a onesie <laughs> no, in the airport, so and then it's like, right. do you even have shoes on? Like, can you get away? Can you do that? You know, and like it's they so don't care. Strange. They have a pillow. And like a fucking, you know, yeah. they're like ready to teddy bear. A, a neck fucking ring. Yeah, or they don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, but shoes are a big, a big thing when you're traveling yeah. because you got to be able to take them off be- yeah. when you go through. You know, so you got to, you got to dress up but still be able to take the shoes off without mm. spending three hours untying, you know, boots that are laced up to your your knee. Yeah. Right. So, what's your, what's your, do you have a tip for that? What, well, what do you wear for sh- shoes when you're traveling? What's your uh, shoe accessory? What's your shoe game? I'm sure it's pretty efficient, right? Like, yeah. Like what you're okay. wearing. You yeah. Just, like, I mean, it's take them off. Oh, that's yeah. a slip right off. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Fash doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Right. She, she, she's like trimming the fat all over the place. <laughs> right. So, Lauren Fash is here. Hey. Thanks well, for coming hey. in. Welcome in. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks and, for having uh, me. And we're going to call you Fash because it's just such a, it's just such a cool name, right? Terminator. One syllable. How do you get a one syllable? How do you, can I buy a one syllable last name? Do you know the funny thing about that though is that people constantly fuck it up. Like do it's they? four letters. It rhymes with everything. Yeah. And it's just too simple. So, so it's how, always how do they fuck? How example? Flash fish. <laughs> oh god. I'm just like what? You know. <laughs> so easy. Gosh. Couldn't be more straightforward. Right. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So right. you have worked with Michael. As have many of the folks that we've had on, yep. and uh, one of the major projects that you worked on was a, a feature film called Through the Through the Glass Darkly, mm-hmm. and more recently, a pilot that you guys Bam! you brought. Did you bring in the new year, or was it just you were ending the you were ending the liter- literally yeah. brought in the new year yeah. with this project, right? Yeah, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. We so you, you you ended 2019 working together on on, yeah. on a pilot. That's I, sweet. On a, honestly, I, honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better. Workmate. Aw. That's so cool. Seriously, she's the best. The best. I haven't said the best about anybody yet. So this is not this is not like lip service. She is such a great creative companion. Like she and I think the same fucking way. Okay, so it's the weirdest damn thing. Give me think, crap. I'm like, well, I was thinking, she goes, I was thinking the same damn thing. So one 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 nugget of example, what what makes because you know, obviously working well with people is important. Give me an example of how, what you, what you, I mean have a good one. Good. So we had to write, we did, uh, in this pilot, there's a, there's a scene where they trip on mushrooms. And so, <laughs> you know, visually it's, it's, it's 
fun. Mm-hmm. But when you get into a to something that is surreal like that, you can really go nuts with sound. So that was the majority of our time in the mix was yeah. was figuring out this trip sequence. And we kind of had to write it in post. You know, we had we had lots of different um lines from the actors and then we had to go and kind of like create the the narrative within it mm-hmm. and it was like every time i'd be like you know i think you should and he'd go yeah i'm on it you know and it was like put that line i know that's what i'm doing because i'm sitting <laughs> I'm already, right behind, i'm already yeah, doing that <laughs> totally yeah. and i'd be like that was a little hot and he's like on it yeah <laughs> you know it was like one of those things where i was like yeah. well fuck okay yeah that's so, yeah. cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Finish. I mean, we certainly haven't spent that much time together in the big world, but we in the studio we tend to finish each other's sentences. That's cool, man. You know, it's pretty it's pretty bitchin'. That yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the pilot first. That's the most recent uh project that you guys worked on. Yeah. Um what what is this pilot? Fast. Go into it a little bit. It's uh so my wife co-wrote it with uh, her writing partner, Erica Barden, uh, and they, it's called Shepherds, and they did a, a, an episodic lab with the Blacklist and Women in Film, and um, they kind of shopped around for a bit, and then they just said, fuck it, we're going to fundraise and, and go and shoot it, and they asked me to direct it. And, wow. Uh, and, yeah, so we, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky with indie pilots. Um, it's not common to go and shoot a pilot and then sell it, but it does happen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think the whole point of this project was just like they wanted to see it from script to screen. You know, they, they were tired of waiting. So, um, yeah, we shot it on film, mm. which was rad. You know, it's it's always a, a, a treat to get to shoot on film. I hadn't shot on film since film school. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we we it's 24. Four minutes and uh, so that's like a typical like sitcom length or a thirty minute show that would be on a, a major network. Yeah, or ba- I mean like basically that. stuff like that is twenty one to 20, 22 minutes yeah. usually yeah. or something like that. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a dramedy. It's like a I don't know. I think I think that you know it could find the beauty of right now is that there's so many different homes for things. You know, yeah. like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Right. You've got yeah. HBO. So true. For, you know, it's like there there are a lot of outlets. Um, and even like web series, you know, and, and now Apple TV is huge. I mean, there's just, you know, right. there's, there's so many of, of them. Yeah. I love the, the way the landscape is changing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan as, as a, a viewer, I'm a fan. So does it excite yes. you when you're uh, making film, this new landscape that's sort of revealing itself? Or is it still kind of dog eat dog and, and tough? Is the struggle still there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the struggle's still there. I think, I think, you know, there's good elements and bad elements to it. I mean, I think that the industry is incredibly oversaturated to the point where you always hear people say, I can't find anything good to watch. It's like, no, there's there's plenty of good material. Yeah, a lot of good. There's also a lot of shitty material to kind of, you know, search through, unfortunately, only because I think that there are so many outlets now that, that a lot, you know, and, and I don't want to say shitty material. That's not, a, that's not what I mean. But, you know, maybe material that is not, you know, up to what they want, their standards or whatever. Right, right. Uh, Ash, I'll say it. It's shitty. Yeah, some of it is shitty. Yeah, you say yeah. it. I'll it's say shitty. it. She didn't, no. she didn't say <laughs> that. About, I said it. How about I yeah. say it? Okay. I'm not a filmmaker. I have no skin in the game. It's shitty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'll say it. Perfect. It sucked. Watched yeah. it. No poo-poo. Yeah, I yeah. will not turn that on again. Yeah. And what's interesting is we, uh, on Apple TV recently, um, my wife and mother-in-law um, put on the series Chuck. That I, that I worked on. Really? And I, I remember this show being like, 
incredible. Do you remember? Is it? Did it come across the same way? No, I was like, this is not nearly as funny as I remember it. Hmm. The timing of it is not anything like I remembered. When I rewatched episode one, I was like, yeah, maybe it'll get going on mm. episode two. Maybe I'll get going on episode three. By episode four, I'm like, this is. Well, there's. <laughs> let, let me just say. What the fuck? <laughs> let me just say, there's a reason it went for two seasons. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, you okay. know it was right. it was well received and the critics loved it. Yep. but it only went two seasons. Okay, yeah. So there you have it, or maybe maybe it went a third, but I only worked on two seasons. So we know, we know. Okay, so I, I, we'll we'll go back a little bit. We know totally interrupted. Sorry. We know that the two of you. Okay, worked... I was busy taking my jacket off. I'm trying to see how many looks I can get <laughs> while I'm here. So. We know that the two of you work together, but we didn't really say at what, what capacity what you do as a as a oh, filmmaker. Right. Right. So you are a director and a writer, yes. right? Yeah. And what you did you direct you directed this this pilot then right yeah okay. I just and your wife it. your wife wrote it and produced it yeah yeah okay cool she's my boss <laughs> wow <laughs> that's awesome yeah. uh well that's good that shows a good working relationship though yeah because yeah. i mean it's a hard thing is to work to work with your spouse really tests uh your your relationship i it work sure with does. my wife and we yeah. do a podcast together I'm telling you, it does. It tests your relationship. And we've yeah. start, sometimes, I'll admit, we've started sometimes not uh, not liking each other before we started a podcast. Mm-hmm. But the show must go on. Yeah. And we started it, and we were fine. Yeah. We I do. I do had... my band with my wife, so it's like yeah. we all have uh, things that we're doing together. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. We kind of joked after the feature. We were like, "Well, if we can make it through this and not get a divorce, then." Right. Fuck it. We yeah. can, we can kind of You're in it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. We actually just celebrated 10 years. Oh, uh, that's congratulations. Thanks. Like of of marriage or being ago. together? Of being together. Yeah. We've been married for... Because you, you still count the other years. You know, yeah. do you still count the other years with, with Jackie, right? I mean, the years before marriage? <laughs> or yeah, was it just yeah. that close together? I well, mean, because I was with Mindy for five years before it, we were married. I wasn't. Okay. I met Jackie and it was 100% for sure. Oh, damn. I was like, fuck. This chick is amazeballs. Let's do it. And she was like, okay. <laughs> I think three months. Wow. Really? That's yeah. that's oh, close. Damn. All right. So what was it for you before marriage? Uh, five years. Same with me. Yeah. yeah. Five years. Oh, I didn't get married in three months. I got... That's what we're talking about. Oh. How long were you together before you got married? <laughs> You're like, I, f- I figured I liked three her. Months. Oh, three months. Okay. And I was, was engaged yeah. in three months. How long were you dating before engagement? Three months. So six months. No. Total. I'm not what the math you're throwing at me is fucking. So, math is all right, not here your we go. I, I, I started dating Mindy. Yeah. Then I for and we were together and even living together uh, for about three years, but four years before I asked her to marry me. Yeah. And then a year later we got married. That's five years together that we still count into the the totality of our relationship uh, before marriage, and then 17 years married. So we, we I we, I actually have a really great story about Jackie. Uh, we. Met at a studio. She was part of um, a a project in another part of the studio, and I was working in the other part. Mm. I was a single dad, really had absolutely no interest in being with somebody. Women, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Fuck no, <laughs> single dad, just like trying to get on with it. I was yeah, twenty five yeah, yeah. years old, of course, right? yeah. A year later, I met her, excuse me, I met her again at the whiskey Mm. at an event. She had shaved her head 
And she looked exactly like a woman that I knew named Monique, who was a manager for engineers. Mm. She would get you record gigs and, you know, mixing gigs or whatever. Right, right. And so she, I had long curly hair at the time. <laughs> she comes up behind me and she thunk, thunk, thunk. And I turn and I go, oh, hey, Monique. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's Great ja- start. Jackie Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Anyway. She we, got over that. Weeks Good. later, she came back to the studio and started working there. Mm-hmm. Three months after that, we were engaged. The wow. following. Wow. So it was Nam. So it was January of that year. Three months. That's um, crazy. So that's, that's quick. So that's April. And then the following, the next year, July is when we got married. Okay, yeah. cool. So pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. So working together is we you know it's not it's not easy. How did I just get on that? Oh, it's good. I was defending my math. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good conversation. It's good conversation. Ten years together. That's awesome. Uh, making it through Sue's, a, a hi, pilot Sue's. like this. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's you guys are gonna make it for the long haul. Yeah. So the pilot. What do you what do you see for the pilot? What's it? What what excites you about the possibilities? Or is it just project done? Let's see where we can go next. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for them to kind of take it out and show people, you know, it's kind of like a, I mean, some people do like trailers. This is this is kind of a concept piece for them. But um, there's something really rewarding about seeing your work that you've written on the screen. Yeah, you for know, sure. And Finished. like for a lot of writers, um, even, even you know, writers who are, are fairly successful, that it's not always the case, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for them to take it out. It's a great, it's a great uh concept is a great there's a lot of heart to it you know mm-hmm, for uh, sure. they're both excellent writers i mean i know i'm biased but i i i love their I'm writing I lo- yeah and Suze is great eric yeah. is great yeah the i i think it's a really strong uh it, it's the type of show that i'd want to watch yeah. which is i always try to attach myself to projects that i i want to see yeah that's what i write too so i yeah i i, I hope it works out so you <laughs> talked about it being on film yeah. Uh, do you have an affinity for shooting on film? And explain what that is, because we call them films, but things have changed a yeah. lot since the very beginning. Yeah. So what is that? Do you, first, do you have an affinity for shooting on film, and what does it mean to shoot on film? And how does that? How do you transport that and edit it? Are you just doing the the, the old school clipping <laughs> together of film and stuff like that? Uh, so explain it a little bit. Well. Uh... I do have an affinity for film. I, I was taught, I was the last class at USC that was actually taught on film. Mm. So the next class, they only learned uh, on digital cameras. So uh, there's a discipline to film that you don't have with the digital um, simply because of the fact that you film is expensive. So yeah. there's this ticking in the when when the reels are rolling, you know, you hear a roll camera and you hear you know and you can mm-hmm. hear it going through and there's right. something about that like sound that really makes people like you know it's game fucking, time, like, yeah, yeah like everybody yeah. just yeah. like like okay we're we're going games like, on yeah um because you don't unless you have loads of money which let's be honest like no projects i'm working on have loads of money yeah you, know, <laughs> you don't waste film so you're you're doing more rehearsals you're doing more like blocking you everybody is just like that much more prepared and kind of like on their a-game yeah um we're in a digital world. You can take three cameras and, you know, you've got cards. So you just keep that camera rolling. I'm, I'm guilty of it. When I'm shooting digitally, I'll, I'll, I won't even cut the camera. I'm like, no, 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 keep rolling. Okay. And then I'll give a note to an actor and, you know, it's bad form, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and everybody's got their style, you know, there's no right or wrong. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's 
there's no good way and bad way, but right. there's just well, prefer- there's just preference. Yeah, but yeah. I, th- I think I think though that being able to to do that n- now when you have the ability to do that is not necessarily bad. Maybe in traditional sense of of filmmaking, you yeah. would say that's bad to. Well, yeah, you're wasting keep, film. Yeah, you're wasting film. Yep. But now, because you can, and they're still tapped into that moment, and you give them one little piece that's going to tweak that performance. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah, to be able to like, like you're the quarterback and you're running the show, and you call that audible, and then everything's still going and everybody's in it still. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's smart. Nothing wrong of, with it. Instead of yeah. resetting and fucking, you know, getting yeah. back to your mark and all that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. Let's roll it and, you know, make make it happen. So yeah. what is it about? Is, is it about film that you, it's the that look. you like? It's the look of it? Yeah, it's just I a mean, warmer look or something like that? Or is it a texture thing? It's a texture, yeah. Okay. There's, yeah. there's something about that grain that is just really hard. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, and a lot of people will disagree with this, but it's it's nearly impossible to emulate. I mean, I've seen films that have been shot digitally, and they try to do They're this trying. like la- they t- try to do this like filter, yeah. like yeah. grain filter and post, and it looks yep. like shit. Yep. Um, that being said, I think Through the Glass Darkly looks incredible, and there are moments where I'm like, damn, this looks like straight up film, yeah. you know, and and the DPs are their own kind of artists, so they sure are. Yeah, and it at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> It's not going to make or break your project whether or not you shoot on film. If you can afford to shoot on film, mm-hmm. I recommend it. If you can't, don't. Because one thing I'll say about this pilot that was really, it really kind of, as excited as I was, it really limited us because I I was running out of film. I mean, every single day I was running out of film and I was going, fuck, I have to cut yeah. this. You know, I want to get Ooh. this in coverage. I want to do this, but I, I can only do two, day, two takes and I only have this much film for this scene. And, you know, it just, it. It ended up being incredibly limiting, maybe maybe a little too limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's that's where a lot of you know the the challenge, the problem solving, and all that fun kind of stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. we've been t- no, we we've talked to a lot of people in in, in the film industry, and as you're saying it, I, I'm I'm hearing some of the things we've talked about before. There's there's some element of pressure to that, which sometimes pressure can make things horrible. Right. Sometimes a lot of pressure just ruins something, uh, but it also can bring out the best in people. So, yeah, if, yeah, it, you know, yeah. when you're short on film, it's like, hey, we're short on film. We we have to get this. Yeah. And at the same time, you may get takes that you probably wish you would have done over. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's no different than the first time I recorded uh, my band with with Michael Kreppel all those years ago. Michael, we have this much money. Yeah. 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 So I listen totally. back to that album and I go, God, I that that drum part is horrible <laughs> and i never want to listen to it again right right because oh, i would have done it several more times to yeah. get the right take but we were, yeah. you know you're crunched that's how i feel about all my student films i'm like whoa that was <laughs> yeah no but at the same i can't but remember doesn't that who it teach was. you like a invaluable yes. lesson i can't remember who it was i think it's fincher it's one of the one of the big guys who said you know you don't you haven't um you're not a director until you have the sun is going down and you have you know, uh, you need to get five takes, but you only have time to get two or something like that or Mm -hmm. five setups or whatever it is, you know, which I I actually agree with because there are so many times, I mean, it does feel like you're going to war (laughs) a little bit, man. Like there were a few days on that, on that feature shoot that were just like, it felt, you know, it was just like, I was up against the impossible. So it was like every day a bomb went off and it was just like, oh shit. You know, (laughs) it was like, here we go. You know, it's fucking lunchtime. And you know, so how do you deal with that? What's your, what's your, 
what what when that stuff starts to come up, where do you go in your own head? Uh Well, I was really lucky on the feature because I I was in tr- like I was given a lot of uh, they just trusted me a lot to yeah. to figure it out, which I think a lot of the pressure comes from the producers like hounding you. Mm. I didn't I had a lot of freedom. Um, so, of course, they were like, hey, you're we're an OT like you need to fucking hurry this up, you know, right, but right. at the end of the day, you know, you just have to get it done. You have to have that mindset of like, I will do whatever it takes to get this finished sure. and I'm not going to compromise and this is it and tough shit and there you go you know and and uh that's kind of just what you have to do i mean you have to you have to get it shot you can't if you're willing to sacrifice your story and your your uh you know your creative process then you probably shouldn't direct a movie mm-hmm. you know so there it is it's one of those things where yeah you have to you have to figure out how to get it done it's a balance yeah but yeah. like at the same time you have to get what you want yeah. and that's you know, you got to be really good at getting what you want. Yeah. You think that's a tenacity that just absolutely uh, someone in the film industry has to have? Yeah. Especially from a directorial standpoint. Yeah, both both you're while you're on set. You're fighting all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, while you're like, on set and then also off set. Yeah. I mean, whether it's it's getting your movie made, getting it financed, pitching it, post. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all, the hustle is like insane. I mean, yeah. especially in the indie world, you know, it never ends. Yeah, yeah you, have to get, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And that, how do you learn that, right? How do you learn that <laughs> by doing it? And yeah, it's the only I mean, way to learn it. Oh boy, isn't that going to be fun? <laughs> it looks so glamorous on the outside, right? Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, I remember. I remember kind of like you know the introduction to film school, and it was just uh, they USC had just built this like gorgeous new soundstage, and the you know it's it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and you walk into this like Eden and. Mm. Uh, and and the first thing they said was like, look around you. Like maybe two of you are going to be have you know extremely successful. And they don't say that to 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 upset you. They say it because it's the fucking truth. Yeah, and like you yeah. better realize that like if you really you have to really want it. Like you have to be a little fucking crazy to yeah. to make it in this industry. I think. And there are factors that play into it. I think I think there is a little bit of luck. I think there is a little bit of like being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's. You know. I see. Uh, I see, I have friends who are so insanely talented, so insanely talented, and it doesn't make any sense why they're not huge, you know? Yeah. And they're, and they're, are, they're doing everything mm-hmm. and they're, and they're just as crazy yeah. and they're just as uh, comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them, it, it, like for the actors, it's different for actors mm-hmm. and, and directors. Like, I feel like for the directors, a lot of them are going to break soon. Like this one guy in particular, I'm just like, you know, he's going to be huge. He's so good. Um, but some of my actor friends, it, it's just like, they never got the thing. They never booked the job or, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they have so little control. It's true. And so much of it d- does not rely on talent. So much of it just is like, you know, this part is specifically for them and they landed it and it catapulted their career. Or there's like the people who are so talented, but they just haven't gotten that thing that just makes them hit, right. you know? Right. Yeah. And I think at times too, it can be a click. Um, I think at oh, times yeah. you, you know, you find the people that you really enjoy working with 
and you tend to stick with those people. You see it a lot. Yeah. I mean, you see it a lot with some, with a lot of the filmmakers. They, they have the same a lot of the same people. Uh, what is it, Scorsese? You look at all the look at all the, the folks in his films. Mo- yeah. A lot of this, a lot of repeats, mm-hmm. a lot of repeats. And and I I get it. You, why wouldn't you want to work with the people that you really want to work that, that are your, that are fun to work with? Sure. Uh, one thing that's really cool though about about for actors and the, if we're talking about the landscape of it, um, you know, a lot of these. Uh, shows that just on major networks and even the ones on Netflix, there's a lot of different re- like roles that are just little little bitty roles where they come in. Like let's say Grey's Anatomy, right? It's at a hospital, so you got to have patients. Yeah. So you get a lot of people get the chance to do some of these roles. I think uh, some of the actors we've even had on here have done some of those. Right. Start on CSI right. and stuff like that. So it's nice that they, there's there's gigs to be had out there. But I imagine just like anything else, there's so many people trying to do it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You have to be a little bit lucky. Yeah. So let's talk about your feature film, Through the Glass Darkly. Yeah. How long did it take you to do that film <laughs> from beginning to end? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that movie, I the first treatment was written in 2013. So it'll 2013, be okay. seven years all said and done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you and you co-wrote that or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah okay, I, so I co-wrote with, it with, with your wife. Yeah. yeah. And uh, is that like a passion project? It's one of those ones that you start from start to finish. You saw it from start to finish and boom. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was interesting how it, it kind of came about. So uh, I, I did a short film right after film school and, and it did pretty well. And it, it uh, was screening uh, at a festival and I ended up inviting this producer that I knew. And um, he was like, I'm going to I'm going to produce the, the feature version of this. This is going to be great. And, you know, he's he's very, you know, he's the real deal, whatever. And he was like, but I want you to go and, and do your first feature first. Like, go and do, like, a little indie project, make mistakes, fuck up, you know, yeah, and then yeah, come yeah. back to me right. uh, later. And so I decided to go and write the most confusing <laughs> fucking script you've ever. It is a, it's a psychological thriller. Yeah. It took two and a half years to write it. Um, 17 drafts, I think. Wow. Uh, it just was like, I decided not to make anything easy on myself and then <laughs> and then it just kept growing and it was like you know it started with this one budget that was you know now it's like what the fuck was i thinking and then um it started growing and growing and it just like kept kept growing you know just kept kind of i don't know morphing into what it ended up becoming which was wonderful um not that i have that contact with that producer anymore but uh you know it just it was one of those things where it was like it was it was supposed to be a means to an end to get this next project but then it just turned into life life yeah it really did and it it has a i i started writing it um after my grandmother was diagnosed with uh with a a a fatal disease and and that's kind of what was an inspiration yeah exactly so it it really is like a personal story and and uh you know, you know, it was it was it was it was a struggle, but it was awesome. Now, yeah. was it in Atlanta that you shot this, or Georgia? Yeah, right? I shot. I shot. It was about an hour outside of Atlanta. It's this small town called Jasper, Georgia. Jasper, in yeah. Ella J, Georgia. Yeah, because yeah, the because the landscape is really cool. Yeah, it's real real small town looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, beautiful cinematography, um, and 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 the cast is great. How, yeah. how did you get? How did you snag that cast, and what was the process of getting the cast? And and go go through the cast a little bit. If yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, like with every project, we did a we did a Sundance Women in Film Finance Intensive, and that landed us our producer Autumn Bailey, who was uh, she's 
you know, an excellent uh, producer in Georgia. And so uh, when we brought our casting directors on, you know, everybody wants a name for the lead. That's kind of the way right. indies are seen. You know, you go to Sundance, Toronto, all the, the bigger festivals and, you know, you've got films with Nicole Kidman and, mm-hmm. you know, all these Academy Award winning actors. So you're right. up against them. I mean, that's just kind of the that's part of it. Right. And that's that's how you also sell films. So I see him who is our sales agent. You know, everybody agreed. Like, let's get a name. Um, and and the, and actually getting a name doesn't that also contribute to the budget that you potentially absolutely. get, right? Yeah. When you're looking for funding, yeah. Yeah, and we were we were in talks with a finance company that that was like, here's our list. If we if you get these attached to the project, then we can do pre sales and we'll give you this amount of money. You know, it was like one of those kind mm-hmm. of like wow. things. Um, so yeah, so there there were a few people we had in mind. We sent some offers uh, and. Uh, it it was getting to the point that I was starting to feel like, well, I'm not, I'm not sold that they're right for this role. You know, like sure. the people were kind of, we were talking about women who, I mean, this is a very specific role. It's, it's a the lead character. Right? Yeah. 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 It, it, it's not, it's not straightforward at all. I mean, I think it takes a very, it takes a, an actor with a really, you know, huge range to play something sure. like this. Totally agree. That's a good point. That's yeah. A good yeah. Point. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean, totally agree because of the subject matter. Absolutely. Exactly. So, so I went to the casting directors and we kind of had a chat and it was like, all right, well, let's just put some people on tape. You know, let's, Mm -hmm. I mean, good Lord, this fucking industry is so, (laughs) there's so many talented people out there. Like, why are we, you know, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? (laughs) So, uh, and I was freaking the fuck out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was in Atlanta already in pre-production. And I'm going, cool, so I don't have my lead, and mm. I've already got a start date. Great. Um, <laughs> wow. So it was uh, it was like a Friday night, and there was, a, there was an offer that was going to be sent out to an actress who wanted it. Like, we knew that she wanted it. And she's a great actress. Like, I, you know, wonderful actress. I, but I just was going like, oh, man, all right. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't sold that this was like, you know, going to be the best thing right. for this role. But uh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm sitting in the office. The producers are like yelling about something. It was like, you know, I don't know what the hell was happening, but they're arguing. I've got headphones on and I see an email from the casting directors and I click on it. And um, they were like, here are the tapes. And I think they sent me like five, okay. um, which is funny because I've never watched them. I only watched the one. But I clicked on. I saw this woman's face and I was like, oh, she's got a good look. And I clicked on her. And then uh, I'll never forget it. It was scene two, take three. I clicked on it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like just kind of watching and I, it was fucking crazy. It was like, it was a scene out of a movie because I'm sitting there and I'm just like slowly like, yeah, I'm like, you know, doing a slow like dolly move into the camera. (laughs) And uh, it was the best audition I have ever seen. And I just was like, holy shit. And uh, I took off my headphones. I was like, shut the fuck up. And they all came behind me and, and. Did they feel the same? Oh, man, I, I played it for him. And I turned around. I swear to God, everybody had like a tear. It was just one of those like right. surreal moments. And I was like, we found her. That's yeah. it. That's that. She's it. Like, pull that fucking offer. Like, who, you know, mm-hmm. so it was like this, these emailing going back and forth. Um, and and I it ended up being Robin Lively, uh, who, who plays the lead. And uh, so I ended up, you know, talking to her the next day. Uh, and and was she available? Because <laughs> you said you were coming close to your deadline, and you were already there doing pre-production. Yeah, I was. Was she able to meet the schedule? Insanely lucky. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's great. I, I, which you know. Well, obviously, I know she was, but you know, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, she, she make works any all the time. At all? No, no, she, it just happened to be that she was available. She hadn't, she hadn't booked. We were also so cool. shooting in like a little bit of a downtime. I mean, it was the midwinter. Oh right, right, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> just to make things a little bit subtext, easier on myself. A yeah, let's right make there. <laughs> let's make sure it's zero degrees outside when we're doing all those fucking night shoots. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I ended up I ended up chatting with her the next day, and and we just Facetime for a minute. I wanted to make sure she wasn't crazy, and uh, and sure. we chatted, and then you know you're supposed to like go through the agents and the blah and whatever. But I was like, fuck it. So I call. I was like, can I call you back really quick? And I called her back, and I was like, please take this role like you are fucking incredible please take it oh and she did she was like yeah i'm i'm down so uh That's it cool. worked out yeah. yeah she's uh it's crazy because you watch her and and robin as a as a woman is just very like you know girly like she's very femme yeah and then this character is just this like butch totally you know? gruff yeah. yeah so the way she'd be on set and you know you call action she like does her scene and then she'd be like you know, you cut and it's like, okay, so like I was thinking, you know, and you're like, what? <laughs> totally different. And I didn't, I didn't know her, you know, I, I obviously never met her. So that, that was like a very interesting, like getting to know yeah, her kind cool. of thing where you just like, because she literally on camera, there was not a moment where she was not in care. Like wow. she just never took a breath and was not Charlie. I mean, it was, it was, it was really cool to watch. That's neat. Um, Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. cool. And Shinola actually, Shinola was the first person to sign on to the movie. So okay. Shinola plays Amy, mm-hmm. um, the reporter, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. And Shinola, everybody loves Shameless. Shinola's Shinola's amazing. Shameless, on that show. that's right. It's we were shameless. Trying to yeah. remember which yeah. one it was she was in. <laughs> yeah, she plays V on on Shameless, and and uh, and we. It was actually my producer who who recommended her. I'd never seen Shameless, Shameless, and uh, and. I watched the first episode and I was just like, who is this fucking star? Like she is such a star, man. And, and in real life too, she's just like a light of a human being. She's just a wonderful person. And, and I can't tell, she was like having her on set. I mean, it was just like, everybody was happy when Shinola was around, you know, she's just, what a great compliment. I know. What a great thing. It's, it's impossible not to be in a good mood when she's around. So, and they had great chemistry together too. Yeah. They're best friends now. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. That is cool. It was funny because there'd be times where they were just like, like the only direction that I really had to give them was like, okay, guy, you don't like each other that much. Like cool it the fuck down. You know (laughs) what I mean? Cause there's, there's some like tension. Stop liking each other. Yeah. You know, cause they, they really did. They kind of fell in love on set. I mean, they, uh, they met, uh, at the table read and it was just like from that moment on they were Bugs. each other's champions yeah. what, so. a, what a That's gift great. as an as an actor to uh we talked to peter Facinelli about that in the panel you know what do you do when you don't have chemistry with you know how or how important is chemistry yeah and how, what a gift that must have been for them to be able to work together when you have chemistry with somebody yeah that and that makes that makes the film better obviously oh, absolutely well also too like they lifted each other you know they're both uh, mothers and they were away from their families for mm. I don't know six weeks and yeah. so they had each other you know and they would hang out on the weekends and stuff I mean it, I was so lucky to have those two I mean I really cannot imagine you know both from a from a creative standpoint because they're so good but also just from you know they they had my back the whole time you know That's and there awesome. were there were definitely days man where I was like there was this one day <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit. It was it was uh day four of filming yeah. and it was you know, we had a twenty seven day shoot, which is a pretty decent size you know, that's that's 
you know, is that pretty awesome? Is that for is an that indie good? film? Is that a good amount that's of time? Good. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. for an indie film, that's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and but it was day four, and I swear to God, this day it was like the day from hell, man. It was like we get to set, and the grip truck is broken down, mm. which is like one thing, but it's in my fucking shot line. You know, it's like right where I need to be filming, and it was oh. just like, hell oh boy, and it was stuck in the mud, and it was just like a disaster. And then. Um, we were like two and a half hours behind and they call me in at lunch and they're like, oh, we just got flipped by the union. If we if we don't raise like one hundred thousand dollars, we're going to get shut down. And I'm just like, what the f-? you know, and wow. I I just was like, why are you telling me this? First of all. Wow. And so I just uh, I like kicked a trailer door down through a plate. It was like so dramatic and ridiculous. And, and then <laughs> there was something else that happened that, that was kind of crazy. But uh, it was just it was just the worst day ever. And they both knew that I was just like. I just was like behind monitor, just like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it, you know? And they were just very much like cheerleaders and like keeping everybody going. Right. Because it's a group effort, you know? And and that's wonderful. Do you think you get that more from indie films, a a group effort mentality? I mean, this is your first feature film, but have you worked behind the scenes on any any bigger films with a bigger budget? Yeah. I I was a PA in film school on... uh, the Dark Knight Rises and Inception and so do you think that they're all oh it's all about the 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 director or or do you think like with a with a more independent film it's more of like a community is there any separation there at I will all? say like on the bigger films they're still a family you know okay. and they also have longer shooting schedules I mean they'll be together for three months at okay, a time okay. so if you're you know but but I will say indie films are just so much smaller they're so much more intimate and and you know. Uh, you just get to know each other so well because you're constantly with the same people. Whereas right. on a big budget film, you're seeing new people every day. It's kind of like a fucking machine, you right. know, like yeah. Christopher Nolan's films are, I mean, good God, man. There was one day that I think there were like 300 PAs because they were shutting down wow. uh, downtown basically and making it rain. And then they were driving a train through. Oh, that's um, so, you know, it was, it, it's just like an overwhelming amount of people. It's just this huge thing. I mean, but it's still, you know, I think that, that film in general, like, it does feel like you have your troops and then you go in together and, and you know, that's kind of one of the beauties of it. Right. Yeah. Now, I have a question about the um, the chemistry between Shinola and, and Robin. Um, clearly, it was beneficial on the set, right? And it created um, some pretty inspiring performances. When you When you're done filming and you get back to the edit bay when you start assembling your story yeah. right how in the hell do you decide what take is better than the other is it is it an, a look is it a mm. timing oh, I mean, what, like how do, how do you decide because this is your story you have an editor you have to rely on the creativity of the editor also right to, mm-hmm. to help you get your story out right what is it for you that makes your, uh, like, what what are the things that trip you? Like, oh, I want that. Yeah. That's a really good question. Well, there's, there's, so Thanks, you... Jay. You're welcome, dude. I want to know that. Damn. Didn't know I wanted to know it. Now I want to know. You are I so I good know. at this podcast thing, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the you have a script supervisor on set. So they're like your wingman. So there were definitely times, and you do what's called circle takes. So you'll be like, oh, that was fucking it. And a lot of times it's the last one, you know, like you don't yeah, yeah. go again unless unless something was out of focus or whatever. Um, so you have that to kind of like start with. You have your script supervisor's notes. Mm. I 
really love collaboration, so I was completely hands off for the editor's cut. Um, didn't mean I wasn't in the office yeah, yeah. Uh, compulsing, and I watched. So I watched every single piece of film, well, digital, you know, whatever that I shot um, over like a month period, and I brought it into a timeline, and I pulled moments, and I pulled like takes, and they were just things that I was like, this has to be in the film. Right. So after the editor's cut which was uh, really funny. I, you know, you get, you, you, I'm a little bit of a control freak, uh, just a smidge. <laughs> but we <laughs> we watched the the editor's cut and I, I sat there for a second and he was just kind of like staring at me mm-hmm. and, and I just was like, I'll be right back. And I went to the bathroom and I totally hurled. <laughs> it was just like so overwhelmed, you know, because at, at that point it had been like three years, four Ugh, years, I don't wow. remember. Uh, no, it had been, yeah, way more than three, four, five, I don't know. Um, and I came back and I was just like, awesome. Okay, this is great. This is, you know, and, yeah. and, but uh, yeah, at that point it was just kind of like, okay, I have these moments. Like, let's let's incorporate these moments. And, yeah. and so, you um, t- so you took a month, month and a half or whatever to actually physically sit down and rewatch your movie. Like, yeah. Take by take by take, mm-hmm. and um, and what what are the things that that trip you? Is it yeah, like an is eye it? glance? Is it yeah. character specific? You know, instinct. Did, she, did did Amy do something that you liked better as her character than like it wasn't just eye movement or fidgeting or you know what it, what is Con- it for conviction you? Conviction maybe. Well, you know it. it it, there's so many factors that go into it. You know, cutting a movie is, is like there's a rhythm to a scene. So I may have pulled a moment that just didn't work within the rhythm of the mm. scene itself. So, mm. you know, it, it's the reason that we wrote the score before shooting yeah. was because we needed to, you know, there, there's nothing better than writing. They're cutting to music because you feel the heartbeat of the scene oh, that's and what's great. happening, point, you know. And so um, for me, uh, I mean, when the girls nail it, they nail it. Yeah. There's just no, you're just like, oh, that's it, you know? And then it's about making it work for the scene itself, you know? So the beauty of having such strong actors is that I I could, I could literally pull any moment from, from Robin's takes mm-hmm. and put it in the movie and be fine. And Shinola was like, Shinola would do this saying, it was always when I needed her most. I remember there was this one, I, I was losing light. I was shooting the trailer park sequence. It was after a day of hell because we had fucking three... Roosters on set that had like made my life a living hell. And um, I just like looked at her and I was like, Shinola, I need you to fucking nail this. And I swear to God, it was like a two minute heavy dialogue scene. And it was just, I didn't even call cut. I was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> you know, it was just like, she nailed it, you know. And, um, so that that's like, that's the, that's the beauty of having amazing actors because yeah. then you're just like figuring Super out the rhythm important. of the scene and you're just like you know you know you can re- depend on them but yeah. yeah there would definitely be like moments and also there they would they would insert things they would improv things um there's this one moment in the in the movie which i'll i remember finding it in posts and i was just like god damn it that's like a piece of gold you know it was yeah, like yeah. um it was robin they were they, it was shooting a, a car scene mm-hmm. and she just like slams the the uh, glove, compartment. glove compartment shut, and at one point she did it, and she just goes, "Mind your business," you know. And I was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah," you know. And that wasn't this good. That was just something that she did, uh-huh. and you know, you take those little moments, and you're like, "Oh, that's got to go in the movie." Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So you alluded to the the music, right? You wrote uh, the music to the script. First of all, explain what that means to the general public like myself. 
He wrote the music to the script. We don't know as general listeners. Do, does that always does that not always happen? Is it, is it in post? Uh, so you did it. You chose to do it this way. What does it mean to write the music to the script? And why did you choose that way? Um, well, I've been working with the same composer for 10 years. Uh, he's scored everything I've ever done. I met him at film school when he was doing the um, the Thornton School of Music. I think it's an MFA. And I met Stephen there. And uh, and so I read an article or I remember talking to him about it was uh, the Wachowskis. I think it was Cloud Atlas. And they talked about how they wrote the music beforehand and how they would never they would never do it any other way. And that, to me, I was like, that makes perfect sense because the movie is, or the music, that's like the foundation. That's the heartbeat. That's, it's everything. It's, yeah. the, you know, uh, it literally evokes the emotion that you want, want your audiences to feel. So, of course, you should know what that sounds like, you know, and it'll help you create tone. It'll help you, you know, stay in line with the, with the type of movie you want to make. So we just decided that we were going to give it a go. And, and I sent him the script and I think it was October... 2017 um he's based in the uk so i went over there and and we spent like a week and at that point he already had two options for the town theme which is the first piece of music you hear it's in the opening so that to me it sets the tone of the movie like you immediately know how you're supposed to feel when it when the movie opens with that town theme playing to create that kind of eeriness and paranoia and that kind of like you know so you know you're watching a psychological thriller right right and uh, man, he just nailed it. It was so good. It's yeah. in the movie now. Like I didn't touch it. I just was like, "Fuck, this is so it. good." Um, and so, the other one that we that we uh, decided to have a go at was Charlie Sweet. And so that's the main character's theme. It's the main character's theme and her daughter's theme. And so, <clears throat> I you know I played violin for I don't know. 14 yeah a minute uh (laughs) and uh and so i understand music enough to like you know can you still play violin i i can read music i haven't i haven't played in so i mean i'm sure i could i can i i yeah i can still read music but i'd I'd be a little rusty i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um but yeah so so um I knew there was this one piece of music i'm a really big fan of this guy max richter he's a composer and uh and we ended up uh, licensing one of his songs for the for the film, um, and I knew that I knew the general kind of like feeling that I wanted, and I know I knew the tone, and and so we spent most of the week working on that, and actually the credit sequence, um, that's what we wrote, and we didn't mm. touch it, so that's that's what we wrote in in uh, October two thousand seventeen, and so when I was on set, I would go. And I would let the actors listen to those cues, you know, to give them a feeling. That was one of the things I was going to ask. Which was really helpful because, you know, especially for Robin and some of those like heartbreaking moments, you know, you play that that score and you're just like, oh, fuck. What what better way? Oh, that's so cool. What what better, especially for me, because I, I, you know, I, I love the language of music. And what better way to deliver, hey, this is how it's supposed to feel than to play the music? Yeah. How brilliant is yeah. that? Yeah, totally. It I really love helped. that. I yeah. love that. That's such it's a, a cool unique. Concept. It's a unique thing that that Fash did and um, and Stephen as well. Uh, almost the majority of the time, it's done in the eleventh hour. Yeah, 
they're still writing music while I'm mixing the movie. Well, here's the other brilliant thing about it was that I I refuse to use any temp music in in an editor's cut or a director's cut because mm. I just find that you fall in love with it, and yeah, then yeah, you edit yeah. the the you edit mm-hmm. the film to it, and and you're just really setting yourself up for failure. You're setting the composer up for failure. Mm-hmm. So I would only use Steven's music in those cuts. That's awesome. But we already had so much written that we were able to do that because we had so many different town themes, and we did have like an alternate for Charlie Sweet, and so we were able to lay in music and literally like make tweaks to what he had already written in the edit, which was super beneficial. Yeah, beneficial. that's what I was going to ask. So, th- so, so when he, when you write that he's writing a general theme, right? You said you keep some of them stayed the same, like the town mm-hmm. scene, but um, you're just writing a general, this is, close but then you make adjustments at the end right Mm -hmm. based on the length of the scene and all that kind of thing okay gotcha yeah i mean we spent oh my god which makes it easier for that makes it easier though for i think uh you know composer because you you already wrote it a little bit now you just make minor adjustments to make to change length and stuff like that but you're saying it was a nightmare for him a little bit yeah i i kind of uh I mean, we're buddies, so it's fine, but uh, I think he still loves me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, he, he put in so much work. I mean, it was, it was nonstop, um, you know, because I didn't, I didn't want to do the thing where I'm just like, here, emulate this because this works, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like you're, it's not. Uh, Is that something you'll do for forever now? Yeah. I mean, with every film that you do? Yeah, there are two things that I'll always, well, one thing that I will never do and one thing I'll always do, which is I'll always write the music before I shoot and I will never send a rough cut out ever again. Nice. What does that mean, rough cut? <laughs> a rough cut is before you, uh, it can mean a lot of things. I mean, you can still be editing. Um, a lot of times what it means is it's the cut of the film. It's the picture cut. So it's before it has sound, color, mm. VFX, um and music yeah. you know so it's uh, where are you sending it to that you will never send it to again festivals oh, okay gotcha. uh anybody ever i'll never let anybody see a rough cut again yeah uh, did you do that yeah <laughs> okay that's how you know <laughs> fucking huge mistake <laughs> never doing it again yeah. yeah because there's no way and you know not to like shit on film festival programmers or anything like that like good lord uh I really should keep my mouth shut right now, but, um, you know, but they say, oh, well, we can see where it's going to go. No, they can't. Yeah. That's impossible. You can't see where a film's going to go. You can't, you don't know how that's going to feel after you mix the sound and you, you know, do color and, and VFX, especially, I mean, shit, man, this film had 184 VFX shot and I sent a rough cut out with just like, (laughs) it was dumb. I'm never doing it. Never doing that. <laughs> well, and we, just for, just for our listeners in uh, in Iowa and uh, Nebraska, VFX is an acronym for visual effects, which uh, could be the addition of rain in a scene, which could be the removal of lights in the distance. Um, it could be uh, an on-screen iPad where they add, yeah. Um, or a tablet, I guess it doesn't have to be an iPad, but mm-hmm. they add like because we're not sort of, we're not we're not endorsed. We're not plugging Apple. We're not plugging Apple at all. We're not and we're not plugging Perrier <laughs> today not either. Not at so. all. No Perrier at all. At all. Nope. Oh, I thought this was vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Um, yeah. So it's things that are added later with graphics or pain, painting out things. You know, like so they'll do like some, sometimes and I don't. Um, they call it a beauty pass. Like oh, okay. if somebody if I somebody's gotcha. filmed and they one day had 
you know, a zit. A zit pop up <laughs> on their freaking forehead or something, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Then you. they'll go through and they literally can frame by frame paint it oh, out for that scene. What a tedious. Whatever, which yeah. is, but it's it's got to be done. Because yeah. of continuity. Not only that, but because, like, I don't want to see Tom Cruise with a big old white head. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. He does not deserve that. <laughs> he doesn't. Neither does, does Denzel. He? No, Denzel, not at all. Nope. Not nope. at all. Anyway, that's me talking that's to you. all of you folks out yeah, there in right. Nebraska. Kreppel really cares about smooth skin. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he really does. I moisturize a lot. Better be smooth. <laughs> I'm not doing this film <laughs> unless your skin is smooth. So you talked about uh, um, film school. Yeah. Now we have had folks on here yep. that have not gone to school, uh, so there is a there, there's two sides of the street. I'm sure those two sides come together a lot uh, in the in the making of a film. You did go to film school. What valuable lessons did you learn from film school that you may not have learned had you not gone to film school? Um, well, I film school was incredibly important to me. Like I understand. You know, it, it's it's not a requirement. Like, you absolutely don't have to go to film school to become a filmmaker. I mean, especially now. Um, but one thing I will say is that, you know, there are a lot of filmmakers who say, oh, my God, it's a waste of money. I disagree. Uh, and I went. And it wasn't a waste of money because it gave me a sense of discipline. Mm. And it gave me kind of a safe environment to fuck up. Yeah. Um, and it was on my own dime. You know, and it was... Uh, and again, like, you don't have to do it in that setting. But for me, it was so wonderful because I was incredibly rebellious when I was younger. Like there was, you know, I just was not, I, I needed that, that environment to really ground myself and figure out what the hell I was doing and then be able to obsess in that type of way with, mm. with other filmmakers in a very competitive setting. You know, it yeah. was very competitive there, which was great. I loved it. Um, Sorry. I want to, yeah. I want to jump in here because I, I think, um, it's important to note how that exposes the character of this woman right here, <laughs> because she said she, she needed, she, she was very rebellious. Mm -hmm. She went to film school and engaged in it and changed, changed your life changed. Right. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's fucking cool, dude. That's like, uh, the, the Wayne, um, the Wayans brothers life lesson, ding. <laughs> you know, it's like school. Do it. Yeah. If, if that's something that you want to do. And I we were talking pre-show about uh, the jackasses that that go, ah, school's a waste of time. You know, how do you know it's a waste of time if you haven't yeah. done the school? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Good you point. didn't need it. I personally didn't go to school. I learned by accidentally erasing takes and ADR and flying people yeah. in from France. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> an incredible lesson. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not one you really want to learn. At film school, she got to do it under the she umbrella. Got, of she got to do it under the umbrella of uh, so, the USC film school. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, it, it's there's no right or wrong way. Yeah, just like exactly, there's no right exactly. or wrong way to it, it's a style, it's a preference. It's yeah, and I don't think people should be going, oh, it's a waste of money. And right. and it it absolutely wasn't for me. Right. I mean, I I fucking loved it. It was great. Um, so uh, would you be? Did it change the trajectory of your life? Would you still be you right now and inspired to make film if you had learned the uh, the other way? You know, through the, through the streets, through hard knocks. But see, I think I think that that is the other side of saying you don't need to go. 
Yeah. She needed to go. Right. No, so I get, I get this it. Is, that's a really, it's a good question though, because so when I, when I was 21, I was visiting my sister in London and she had a friend who was this producer mm-hmm. and she introduced me to him. And at that time I was taking community college, uh, community college classes in San Francisco. And one of the classes that they offered was film. And I was like, what the fuck? You can study film. That's cool. <laughs> um, so I took all these film classes and one of them was shooting the, on these Super 8 cameras. So I just went around San Francisco and shot trains and really fell in love with it. You know, and then we got to watch our dailies. And I just was like, I was like, oh, this is fucking magical. So he said, oh, I hear you're interested in film. I'm a producer. Do you want to I'm shooting this movie in Chicago. Do you want to come out and work on it? Hmm. And I was like, OK. And I had no idea what the hell I was getting myself into, but it sounded like an adventure. So I was like, cool. I show up and it's fucking, you know, Angelina Jolie movie Wanted. It was this massive production. I mean, it was huge. We were shooting in Chicago 2007, I think. Wow. How cool. I literally have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I just, I'm a green hire, you know, like a a producer's hire, you know, so they were all just like, ugh. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I I ended up, you know, becoming really good good friends with a a lot of those guys. And, uh, yeah, it was like, I don't remember, I think it was like a month of night shoots in Chicago, and I, I... I just fell in love with that. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this world? Let yeah. me in. This yeah. is it. You know, and I, at that moment, I was like, boom, this is this is it for me. And so at that point in time, I had, I had, I had <laughs> started taking classes again, you know, and my family was very much um, wanting me to get an education. You know, my dad was a dean. Um, I have family like in academia. So it was it was one of those things where it was like, OK, you have two options. Go with this producer and work as a PA and work your way up the production ladder mm-hmm. and hopefully end up, you know, producing uh, or at that point, even ADing. I didn't know. I mean, right. I just had, I was so green. I didn't know what the hell um, or go to film school and try to try to get an education and get a degree and, you know, right, do right, that. And right. and so for me, um, you know, I really did. I, I really felt like I wanted to get, you know, uh, a degree and, and go that route. But when I entered film school, I only wanted to be a producer. I had no interest in the creative side of it. I just wanted to be like the wheeler and dealer. You know, my sister was uh, was in, in finance and, you know, that was like what drew me to it. I just wanted to be on the business side of things. And I was planning to go get my MBA right after. And then while I was there, which was the opposite of everybody else, because uh, most people went into film school going, I want to be a director. Creative yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, fuck that. Have fun. <laughs> um, you know, and, and but then while I was there in those whatever three years, it was I, f- I fell in love with directing. And, and, and right. that was where I kind of learned what I wanted to do. So it sort of opened you up to another side of it. Yeah, because I got to experience yeah. all position, all crew positions. You know, I got to I love post sound. And yeah. the only reason I know I love post sound is because I went to film school and I got to fuck around in Pro Tools yeah. for, you know, a couple of years. And, there it is. Um, you know, I got to be a part of these small projects, but in every, you know, position. And that's really important, I think, as a filmmaker to understand what everybody else does. Absolutely. Because you you understand their value and what they bring to the table. And then and then you get to if if you're smart, you listen to them and you collaborate with them and then you take all the credit. <laughs> Duh. That is very smart. Um, if you could boil directing down to to a favorite thing, what? shit all the problem solving and the explosions and the putting fires yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, The actual art of directing, what is the one thing that just 
There is nothing more rewarding to me than working with your actors and blocking a scene and just having it fucking go like, yes, right. like that's mm, it, you know, right. because you block for camera and, and right. can you, can you explain uh, to our blocking to our, yeah. our listeners in Nebraska and uh, Montana this time? Yeah. Uh, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're there. Montana's pretty. It is. I always think of a river runs through it. Oh, Wait, yeah. no, no, no. Oh. What's the other one? The other Brad Pitt one. Ooh, that's uh, Legends, Legends of the of Fall. Fall. Oh. What, a, what a beautiful, I love that film. Yeah. He, was, I he, was, he was beautiful. Was in that. I had a crush on him yeah. in that. I was like, God, the <laughs> hair. Such a great yeah. film. Um, but so blocking is, you know, so if you have a scene where, um, like in this scene, three characters are talking, mm-hmm. right? So you get coverage. But let's say in the middle of the scene, I go up to get a coffee and then I come back down. That's the blocking. So the blocking is you guys stay there. I get up and I come and I sit down. Mm-hmm. But Posi- It's positioning, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you have to do it, you know, you do it for the camera and then also the camera. You, that's how you figure out where to place the camera. So mm-hmm. when you're blocking a scene, you want a scene to keep moving. And, and there was, I remember there was this one scene in the film and, I'm adamant about rehearsals. Like, I love prep. So um, I think Robin rehearsed every scene in the movie or almost every single scene in the movie. Um, but we were, it was, it was uh, me and Shinola and Robin, and it was a scene in a hotel room. So hotel rooms are just this, like, you know, yeah, yeah. such limited space, and you only have so much you can do. And it was like a three-page dialogue scene. So there was just a lot of information that was being given. So you don't want talking back and forth for three minutes nobody wants to watch that like you know mm-hmm. you, you, um, there has to be movement you got to move them yeah, yeah. you got to give them but in order to people don't just like i mean some people pace but you know that's not so you have to like give them something to do you have to give them actions you have to give them you know needs and wants and whatever so i love that right um yeah go get water from the sink yeah stuff like that totally and yeah. and and you work with them to figure out what feels natural and what feels good for them you know and so i had already been working on storyboards for like four months so i had blocked i had pre-blocked all the scenes but then i had rehearsals and the girls would want to change something so then i have to go back to the storyboard artist and be like just kidding yeah yeah you know? but this one scene in particular i just was like you know it felt kind of like an everest but now it's it's my hands down my favorite you know, scene in the movie because I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. that works. Yeah, and, and, and that you you brought up a really good point that, you know, that movement is 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 important because, you know, but think about your own conversations. Or think about this yep. one. You just picked up that water, mm-hmm. right? Think about our own conversations. We're doing shit while we're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not just this, but as as a as a as a person learning lines. So I, I've done a little bit of acting, nothing, nothing amazing or anything like that. But but knowing acting, knowing and doing a little bit of it, you realize how challenging it really is to learn your lines, but then also learn to do movements with those lines and then hit marks. Right. So if you're doing like a walking scene yeah. and they have to hit those, they have to hit their mark, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the saying the lines at the same time and all that stuff and hit that mark every mm-hmm. single time. It's it's incredibly uh it's it's an incredible talent. When they have skill. to look organic doing it, they can't. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the. It's, they can't look down at the spot, whatever yeah. the marking is. It's like a dance, it. you know. And it's you're crazy. also working like on if you're doing a walk and talk, you're working with a steady cam operator who's got this. You know, so it's all it's all very well choreographed. You it know, really that's, is. That's to me. I love that shit because I love puzzles. Yeah. You know, and I love the idea of like breaking down a shot list. But I love doing that in prep so that when I'm when I'm shooting, I can just talk to the actors. Right. You know, and I can trust my DP to know you know, what to shoot and I can right. show him and just say like, here you go. This is what I was thinking. Yeah. You know? 
That's really cool. Uh, and I, I would say that it's sort of akin to like it, as an actor, you're learning your lines and then you're also learning how to pick up the water and say your lines and all and, and walk around and do all that. It's, it's akin to learning how to play a musical instrument yeah. in a lot of ways, right? Or playing yeah. the drums. You're yeah. learning how to do this limit this time and all that. Uh, it splits it splits the brain and it's it's like a puzzle. You're exactly yeah. right. It's like yeah. a puzzle you're putting together. Yeah, there, there's something. Uh, I'm just a sound guy. I do have a... Um, I high hopes one day to to direct. I mean, I want. Oh, yeah. I, I so he's wanna, eating all this up. Right? Oh yeah, I'm, you've already got the project you need to direct. You know what it is. I, know, I do. <laughs> um, the uh, the thing that I've discovered uh, that is a big help for continuity in making movies, and it, uh, I was able to share this with our friend Brett. He was on our panel discussion. Yeah. And, um, watch watch a scene without sound mm -hmm. yeah and that will show you like you'll you'll catch actors looking down to hit their mark like on camera you will they're like looking down and then they'll step there and then now they're in the scene and stuff like that it's like if there's if there's a way that you could finesse those things and kind of trim the edges trim off it a little bit so it wasn't so apparent that Character B is walking into frame with their head down, looking at the floor. <laughs> but know. but what's funny is with all of it coming at you as a, as a viewer, most viewers don't see stuff like that. But I get what you're saying as yeah. as an artist, as a, on the director side, you want it to look fluid. Mm -hmm. You want yeah. it to look natural because right. that's the way life looks. Right. 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 The, the, actually, the uh, the fluid thing what we were talking about earlier reminds me of a story with uh, Peter Facinelli on. Um, the film I mixed uh, for him, Hour of Lead. And there was a scene where um, the bad guy uh, comes out from, like, the dungeon to find things. I, th I think it's uh, tape, trash bags, and <laughs> something else to um, to get rid of all of his uh, video cassette um, evidence, right? Mm -hmm. And so Peter was directing him saying, okay... Ed, when you come out of there, you got to search around the kitchen area to find these elements because you don't know where they're, where they're at. He's right. like, okay, great. After the, like the fourth time of him literally walking into the kitchen from like this he, room. Like he worked, like he lived there. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he, he like goes oh. right to the elements and picks them up. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. It's discovery. You have to look like you're Did searching. For... <laughs> yeah. He hit it. He goes, okay, you go, you go back there we're gonna handle this oh that's so great and so he said you have 30 seconds when you get in here to find this stuff we're gonna hide it yeah and that's exactly what he did and oh, it was a, it was a masterful thing yeah. to do because then he couldn't find it and then it was a real search and discovery you know it was, oh, like, it was such a Dude, great that's, great that's talent directing. to go that's yeah. yeah that's like the that's that's really that's that you're you always want to give your actors as much as you can give them, mm -hmm. you know, and that that is like to me, that was like I remember there was this one day um, we were shooting in a, a, a super emotional scene. And, uh, you know, Robin was in every single scene of this movie. I mean, it was like 27 days. She was on the entire time. Right. Um, and. So uh, it was pretty grueling. And, you know, doing night shoots is not easy either, especially when you're flipping from nights to days. Yeah. So um, and it's fucking freezing outside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're shooting mostly outside. At one point I was like, we're going to make it rain. And they were like, no, we're not. You're fucking crazy. It's going to snow if you make it rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was this like super uh, 
emotional moment, you know, and, and, uh, I just, I knew she was exhausted. It was like seven in the morning. The sun was coming up or six in the morning. The sun was coming up. And, um, and so I, I, or maybe the sun wasn't coming. I don't remember. Honestly, it's all a blur, but there was, uh, I knew that I wanted to, to her to get teared up. Um, but I didn't want to like push it. So I just, uh, had the, the girl who played her daughter. I said, okay, when you, when you hug her, just whisper in her ear I love you and just Aww. to see what happens you know because um, it's like a really intense fucked up moment uh, in the movie and I remember like after I called cut she looked at me like yeah. what the <laughs> fuck you know? it's one of those things that you, you want to help that you know you want to do little things to kind of try to like get them to whatever get a, it is to right. get some real honesty and sort yeah of texture. and that That's again great. that was like another reason you know uh, to write that theme because I felt like I I was able to share with her like the characters' sorrows, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of. If you understand that, you can really play them organically. Yeah. You know, yeah. you understand kind of where they are emotionally. So, where is that film right now in its process? Uh, it is complete. Well, it's almost completed. It's basically done. It just. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta on Thursday, and we're gonna lay back to like a master tape. Mm-hmm. So we're now waiting to premiere it. So we're we're submitting to festivals. Now. Awesome, perfect. Yeah. Are you gonna do a thing here? Are you gonna screen it here? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll do. Can we come? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It, we'll have we'll have like a cast crew thing in L.A. and in Atlanta, so that it'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. All right. So I, I like this question. We're gonna ask it of you. Uh, what is your why? Why do you get up and do do what you do uh, creatively? You know, I feel like I I kind of have to. Like, there's I there is no plan B. Like, this is the only thing I can do. You know, it, it's like I have to do it. Um, Hmm. and, and, uh, yeah, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, I was an athlete and I, I had so much like purpose with sports, you know, and in like, when I, when I started filmmaking and I started writing and and doing these stories, I had, it it gives me so much purpose, you know, to, yeah, to wake up and and keep doing it, which is why I'm probably fucking insane to (laughs) keep getting kicked in the face with this industry. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's, there's. To, I don't. There's you, no other option. You have the perfect amount of crazy in there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> I appreciate. Well, it. I think you have to have a blend of, yeah. of sanity and crazy. Yeah. 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 Willie, I mean, I'm, actually, you got to be a, a bit of a risk taker as That's well. It. You know, yeah. you got to yeah jump off the ledge sometimes and just kind of yeah. go for it. You know. I think you also have to feel like you're the only person that could tell that specific story. Like mm. I felt that way about Vast Darkly. You know, because when we wrote the script, it was like, well, would you sell it? You know, and the answer was absolutely fucking not. Oh, you know? that's great. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that now we get to our fun questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready for them? I need a drum roll. I'm ready. No, I can't wait. Can't. There it I, is. I, can't, I, can't. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> it's so hard to emulate well? drums with the, with the mouth. All right. So here's the first question here. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? If I could go anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Like right now? Anywhere. Yeah. Right now. I love New Zealand. Really? Yeah, wow. the South Island in New, in New Zealand is like a stunning place. So. Did you? You were just? Were you just there? You weren't just there. You no, were, no. You went to Amsterdam. Yeah, I just yeah. went to Amsterdam. That's a good place too. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Good time. New Zealand. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would like to go there too. New it's Zealand. beautiful. Oh I've my heard god, it's gorgeous. There. They also have. Speaking of <clears throat> risk taking, if you're into like adventure stuff, there's this place called Queenstown, New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it's where bungee jumping 
was invented. So oh, wow. it's like the adventure capital of the world. So really? they have like all this crazy shit that you can do. That's cool. Uh, we had a guest talking about squirrel suits. Do they do they do that there? Squirrel suits. They have a it. squirrel flying suit. squirrel. Oh, suits. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, I bet they would. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, next question. Uh, what? <laughs> this is kind of a silly one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> You'll know why. What is your dream job? <laughs> my dream job. Yeah, silly because I'm you could doing be. It. Yeah, yeah like I love it. I fucking the thing about directing is like there's I love chaos. Like I love being on set and just like going through Thriving it, man. It. Like yeah, like I I really I had a hard time in post because it was just so calm. I didn't like it, you know. Yeah. And um, I yeah, I I just revel in that shit. So mm, yeah, that's cool. I had a friend. Um, uh. Our our kids did Taekwondo together, and so mm. that's how I got to know the, uh, this family. And um, I mixed his movie uh, privately, and that was exactly his response to the making of his movie was, I loved that it was completely out of control, but with <laughs> focus. Mm. Yeah. Like, there was so much going on at, at a, any given time. He called it controlled chaos. Oh, that's cool. It was yeah. like this one thing at the end of the day. Did we get it? Did we hit our, our goal? And every single day they did. That's and, cool. And he made it uh, uh, a company rule to not work Sundays. They only worked oh, interesting. Monday through Saturday. They gave time off. That's and sweet. gave them time off. That's pretty sweet. I think also if I wasn't directing, I'd want to be a pilot. Really? Yeah. That's, that's good. I was thinking about controlled like, chaos. Like I, I took, I, I had this fear of flying, uh, because I'm a control freak. I just didn't like planes. So I took a flying lesson and then I just was like, Oh my God, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I would. That sounds I great. I want to do that too. Actually. I want to, um, my... let's go get a pilot license. Dude. Yes. Seriously. One <laughs> <laughs> of those weird moments. You ever have those weird moments? This is off, totally off the subject. But do you ever have those weird moments where you're thinking someone and someone next to you says that exact thing I, you were thinking? Because it was weird when you said controlled chaos. I thought I, I thought of flying, hmm. and then you said, "I'd want to I'd want to be a pilot." Oh, interesting. It's weird. I, that's weird when that happens. <laughs> um, are you a morning person or a night person? Uh, I have pretty bad insomnia, so I'm a night person. Night person. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite hobby? Uh, shooting on 35 millimeter, kind of dorky, but 35 whatever. millimeter. Okay, cool. so oh, hey, what did you shoot uh, shepherds on? Uh, we shot it on Super 16. 16. Yeah, cool. on an Ari. Yeah. I don't know the difference. What what what's the difference? I mean, obviously size. a look. It's yeah, it's the size of the film. Yeah. Okay. Does, um, and it, 16 does it turn out to look different? 30, 35 millimeter. 16 is a little bit grainier. Um, you know, 35 is more expensive. Uh, mm -hmm. but you know. I think it looks beautiful. I think it looks awesome. Cool. And isn't it the the uh, the measurement is the size of the frame of the picture? Is that correct? I fucking don't know. I because thirty five millimeter is like, uh, for those of you, it's like the frame is like this big, and they're, you know, they're running. It's the size of the film because well, it's it, yes, but when you actually project it though, you know, you can change the aspect ratio, so it just a. Because it sounds confusing if it's like smaller, mm -hmm. but the film itself, yeah. not the actual projection of right. the film. Right, got it. Right, gotcha. Uh, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <Africa. laughs> Did you? You yeah. ate a monkey? I didn't eat a monkey. I well, ate I mean, monkey. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That came out weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, what if the you fuck? if you ate a piece of a monkey, you ate a monkey. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know if it was just a monkey. 
Oh, it might have been multiple monkeys. It was, it a, was it like a, a ground? Stew. Oh, stew. Okay. It might have been a few monkeys in there. <laughs> Could have been. Let's get Sorry. off the monkey. I just jack, jack, <laughs> jacked up. I hijacked the food, the monkey talk. Sorry. Oh, Strangest I, thing. Uh, I ate uh, crickets, fried crickets in Thailand. Are they wow. good? No. It's awful. <laughs> what does it taste like? Crick- it just tastes like dried shit. Like, no, no, like it was awful. dust? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Why, why do they eat them then? Why do they what eat was them? That fil- what was that show, Fear Factor? Do you remember that show where they always Joe ate the, they, like, ate tarantulas? Yeah. It was yep. the weird... I, there was no like, way in hell you could ever make no. me go on that show. No, and, and tarantulas, and then they would do uh, scorpions as well. And, and snakes stuff like and all kinds of shit. Ugh, no thanks. Yeah. All right, uh... uh one more. Let's do one more. What do you think? Two more? Two. Do two more? Okay. What is uh, one of your weird quirks? I'm always mm. <laughs> ticking. Like, I'm always going like this. I don't know. Mm, okay. I tick. I don't, oh. It's like a nervous, I'm always thinking, ticking. <laughs> yeah, I do the same. I, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm doing, I'm, yeah. I'm always messing with my hands to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Similar. Too. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would go back to your... Uh, athlete days you think yeah because uh we do we did that a lot in martial arts hmm. and that's just to um center you or? yeah it's a uh uh it's a um it's a secondary um function interesting because you can operate and do so oh so you're, you're learning it's like the whole uh like you're you, you can talk but still try to do that exactly at the same time. it's like you're still like right now you can yeah. sit here and do yeah. this and go i don't know if i could do that yeah one of mine that annoys me it annoys me that Ooh, i do this. share okay share i am a drummer i can't stop tapping uh-huh. Right, and not a, not annoyingly. I don't like sit at, at the at the dinner table. I'm annoying the shit out of everybody. Yeah. But like I'm driving home, no music on, and I'm tapping, and I go, Jason, stop tapping. <laughs> what what are you? What You're are driving you everyone crazy, man. You're driving yourself nuts because right. nobody's in the car with me. I'm just going, I'm just tapping. I'm, I'm playing a rhythm. You have to have a come to Jesus yeah. moment with yourself. <laughs> I do. I'm like, Jason, just take a breath. Take I've always breath. wanted to learn how to play out. drums and piano because I. Uh, you know, it's left left brain, right brain. Mm-hmm. Functionality similar, yeah. So I've always like wanted because I I'm left handed, but I play some sports right handed. Not mm. all of them. I play. God, some. we have so much in common. That's so weird. Really, are you yeah. ambidextrous? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you write with? Right. But you play sports. I bat, kick, left. Really. Um, that's interesting. I fight right. That's uh, actually right. really rare, because yeah. most right-handed people are completely inept with their left hand. Oh. No, I have way more power in the bat um, and the leg from my left side. I mean, like, ma- majorly different. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so when you cut... And you drum. And, 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 and I, drums. Yeah, and I drum right, play guitar right. Yeah. Good Good that you do that mm. because they, you know, you go, to a, you go to a gig and they have a house kit. They set it up for, for a, a right-handed drummer. Yeah. And I, we ha- we played a gig at the House of Blues in a band I was in and I had a left-handed drummer and the 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 set the setup guy was so pissed off <laughs> that he had to switch the drums around for this guy <laughs> because he he messed everybody else up right. after that. Right. It was funny I was camera opping on uh on the pilot and uh and my I'm left eye dominant so like the camera, you know, typically here but it was funny. We just like did a workaround because I was switching off with the DP, and so I just like snuck my head closer to the <laughs> the thing and put it in my left eye. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I 
Okay, question. Uh, if you eat steak, do we eat steak in here? Hell yeah. Okay. Do you do you hold do you cut with your right hand or your left hand? I cut right. You cut with your right and hold it with the, hold the fork with your hold yeah. hold with the left, cut with the right, and that's a lefty. I don't know. Because I cut, I I hold the fork with with my left and cut with my right, but I'm right-handed. No. Mm. Oh. I don't know what that means. If yeah. it even matters. Uh, well, like, right. Most right-handed people cut yeah, with most their people left. My, my wife. Oh. She cuts with my... her. Mindy cuts with her left. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She yeah. goes like this, and she, you know what? So really is, is that how it is? That how it goes? She's shoveling it in with her, but I I don't do that. I hold it with my dude. You got to get in frame and do that. <laughs> Was I in frame? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, you can't even see me. Uh, yeah, then I'm screwing it up. <laughs> You know what I mean. Let's let's reset. Yeah, that's great, great podcasting. She yeah. does it like this. <laughs> and then there's silence. We, we, oh, had, we, had, <laughs> we had a guest on, and he was sitting. We had two, actually, and he was sitting slightly to your right. Uh-huh. And suddenly he's his hands are below the his hands are below the desk and he's scratching his hand. Oh, like it looks, and he's like going, Oh no. Like David, what are you doing? Oh <laughs> like uh, last one. Uh ooh, I don't know if I want to ask you that one. Switch it. Uh, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Oh God. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Pass. I'm glad. <laughs> Fair well, enough. I'm glad I asked it now. Uh, all right. Well, let's do this one then. Uh, if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be? I'm not going to ask you who would play you, but what genre would it be? Would it be a comedy? Would it be a, a horror film? <laughs> <laughs> would it be a, a rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> oh man um it'd probably be like a dark comedy yeah. yeah i like dark comedies yeah something kind of weird what's that one with uh brad pitt was in it it was about the videotape i don't know oh god i'm gonna I, it video sucks when you st- it sucks when you start and you don't know what yeah. the, the name of it is the vi- uh who maybe it wasn't videotape but also uh what the hell's the name of it? Like the actor he was in um er He's really Clooney. Fan. Clooney. Clooney was in it. Brad Ocean's Pitt 11? was in it. Not Ocean's Eleven. It was a dark comedy. It was a dark comedy. Brad Pitt got killed Burn in it. Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading. That's, That's a great So there was a videotape involved, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was a videotape. Burn right. After Reading. Um, Dude, that's that a was great hilarious, film. right? He's, and then Brad that, Pitt is so good in that movie. He is. Does he suck? No. Yeah, he doesn't ever suck. Brad Pitt's no awesome, way. dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a perfect male. Do you think he doesn't get enough credit for being as talented as he is? No. <laughs> no, you don't think so? He just got nominated for an Oscar. I think he's, you know, he's oh, never that's, really uh, that's a good point. But he, has he ever been nominated previously? Yeah. I don't even know. He, but he got nominated I, for Benjamin Buttons. I, I feel oh, that's like true. this that that's good. the same about Keanu. Like, mm. he, he's solid every single time. He is. He fucked himself when he went, yeah, bro. I know Kung Fu. Yeah. That one. Dude, Wild Stallion. <laughs> you know, right. and that from that, from then on, he was... There's a, there's a thing about, Taylor. like, Taylor. with Taylor. actors, yeah. like... There's something magical about them, you know, where you just can't stop watching them. Yeah, and, right. And and then there are actors who are just like chameleons, you know, and you're just like they take every time you can't you don't see the actor. You just see the, the character. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. So who do you I, think's doing that really well? The chameleon thing? Yeah. Well, Meryl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see Meryl Streep. I just see whoever she's playing. Yeah. Like it's, that's you, why she's so amazing. Did you watch uh, Pretty Little uh, Big Little Lies? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She was so great in that that second season. Oh my God, she was so good in that. Nice. Again, you haven't seen it. I'll have to put it on my list. <laughs> have you ever seen Death Becomes Her? 
Uh, I don't think I have seen. No, I've not Christ. seen that one. That's that is, you should watch that. She movie. is very good. She's she is, amazing. Yeah. She's very good. I didn't like. Is long, that you tapping? Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> See, you caught me now. Now you're going to be talk li- with him. Now you're going to be watching out for it. She was also in a movie called Laundromat on uh, Netflix, which I didn't like very much, but so she, was still, yeah. she was still great. Well, that's it. Fash, cool. Fash, you're awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming thanks for in. Having me, man. Yeah, great discussion. Thanks for, thanks for being game with our weird, fun questions. Yeah, that we do. Well, it's good. And uh, keep us informed. We we are we are talking on the way down that we want to start uh, some of the some of the folks that have made film that they're not out yet, and mm-hmm. we want to keep tabs on that. So please let us know when the film is is released so that we can Will let do. everybody know where they can go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Th- man. Thanks, Fash. <laughs>